right, yeah, the nylon string guitar. I love it. It's my favorite guitar. Although I'm not supposed to have a favorite guitar. Welcome back to the Honeycut Scenario with me, Craig, my coffee podcast with friends. Those of you out there who are listening, who know me or don't know me, um, I talk about things that are on my mind and uh, some running themes. Uh, and before we get going, I'm going to give you a little weather update on the Outer Banks because the Outer Banks is all about that weather. And, uh, you know, when I moved down here to be with, uh, Trisha, you know, she was watching the weather channel a lot and I'd come down here and I'd be like, who the hell watches the weather channel? And people down here talked about wind all the time. And I was like, I don't even, you know, I don't know what, what's up with the wind, but in a place like the outer banks, which is a very skinny barrier Island surrounded by water, the wind is everything. And we, uh, in the last week have had a little turn of weather here in October, where we've gotten us, ourselves a, a nice low pressure system with wind out of the northeast, which churns up the ocean and it makes it just look giant and gray and uh, it pushes water all over you. And then, uh, you know, the rain comes in on the houses and uh, it's uh, dynamic, let's just say. Uh, I call it pirate weather. It'll uh, make a salty bastard out of you. Uh, at least it has to me. Um, but it's cool, it's dynamic. It's beautiful. It's uh, why we live here. So uh, jumping into the actual podcast, not that that wasn't part of the podcast, because this is just a cyber discussion. Is that right? Can there be cyber discussions of any note, human discussion across the whatever waves? <laughs> what? Um, so, uh, you know, kind of getting a little bit more serious or not. Who knows? Um, I've been talking a lot about trust and... Uh, Trust between people, trust in systems, trust in faith in the world. Um, and it kind of reminds me of uh, the web of life, right? So I, a lot of what I talk about with water systems and creative projects, it's like, you know, building the web of life. And that's like a form of trust, right? Building resilience that you, you trust that you can make it through so, something with someone or with yourself or, I mean, there's so many ways of just diving into that. And I was uh, listening to some podcasts, and uh, there's a, a young man named Marshall Cosgrove who was part of the Realignment podcast, um, did a little uh, essay, a podcast essay, where he talked about trust in systems and you know how trust in processes and systems and politics needs to be rebuilt. And it was interesting because I also saw another uh, little interview with Matthew McConaughey where he was talking with Kara Swisher, and he was talking a little bit about you know, because there's a chance that he could run for office. But he was also just, you know, kind of talking about trust, you know, and, and how do we start to trust things again? And for me, it it comes down to the real basics of just trying to work on interpersonal trust and paying attention in the world. And, and I talked a little bit in a podcast a while ago about the Four Agreements, which is a book that, you know, many of you have read. But it's like, you know, the Four Agreements of be impeccable with your word, um, don't take things personally, don't make assumptions, and always do your best. And, uh, you know, I think about that, and, and once again, it's just like right now, this resonance in this podcast is about, like, building the web of life. And for me, a lot of times, trust is also built in uh, resonating with people who are trying to do really cool things, and I think about our relationship to the land and the water and, you know, our trust in ourself and the uh, you know, the idea of just sort of building a resilient relationship to other people and the world around you and the earth and things like that. Um, 
And it even kind of like reminded me of like thinking a little bit about like the idea of sin. Um, and this is coming from the four agreements where, you know, at the beginning they talk about like, like being impeccable with your word. Um, and it's like, you know, impeccable is like being free of sin and sin is kind of like when you go against yourself. Right. So kind of working on the sanctity of the web of life. And so I'm looking at projects that inspire me and, you know, kind of no matter where I am, I've always been lucky enough to, or curious enough or unfocused enough, who knows, to touch on really cool projects. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, a project called Carolina Ranch, which is in Hyde County, North Carolina, which is about an hour and a half from here to the southwest. Um, And uh, it's through my friend uh, Angie Tooley, who uh, is a sister of one of my neighbors. And I'd heard that she was managing a big ranch that had carbon offsets and and my radar was like ooh um what's that so i've become friends with angie and i've spent some time on the ranch and i've done a little work with them um strategically and we're talking about some marketing stuff but um angie's really brilliant she spent time uh, as an economic developer and has a very creative mind and so uh for the last 3 or 4 years she's been working this ranch which is a 15,000-acre ranch in Hyde County, North Carolina. Um, Eastern North Carolina is amazing, which we are technically here, but when you go inland a little bit, it changes. So it's a lot of water, a lot of rivers, a lot of farmland. Um, it's a coastal prairie, um, which is super interesting because uh, it's a lot of flatland, right? So sometimes when you're in Hyde County and parts of East Carolina, it feels like you're in the Midwest. Like I almost expect a tornado to come and drop Dorothy and Toto off. Like it's, it's got that kind of feel, which is interesting when you're so close to the ocean, uh, that it feels like the Midwest. Um, so there's a sort of interesting kind of like catches you off guard a bit. And so Carolina ranch is a 15,000 acre property of which, uh, 80% of it is shrub peatland. Um, it's a Pocosin, which, uh, is a Native American term for raised swamp or swamp on a hill. Um, it's also uh, surrounded by a bunch of Carolina bays, which are freshwater lakes, which they think might have been caused by <clears throat> meteor strikes, um, which is an interesting thing. You can look up and down the eastern, you know, southeastern seaboard and find a bunch of Carolina bays. Um, so I find that to be interesting. But Carolina Ranch is essentially like thousands of acres of old shrub peatland. And so my last podcast, I talked about peat um, being the most powerful natural carbon sequestration substance in terms of what it stores, because peat is 3% of the earth's surface, but it sequesters um, or stores uh, as much carbon, uh, twice as much carbon as the world's forests. So it stores a bunch of carbon, and uh, it's important because that carbon's locked in place. There's a bunch of like really amazing living stuff in the soil that uh, handles that carbon over time. And what you need to do with the with the peat is you need to make sure it doesn't dry out so that it doesn't off gas uh, emissions, but it also doesn't catch on fire because if it catches on fire, it releases a ton of carbon into the atmosphere because it's storing so much carbon. Now, the magic of it is, is that if you can manage water correctly to that massive amount of peat, which is a living soil, um, you can grow the peat and it will store more carbon. 
right? So it actually, you're preventing it from off-gassing and you're preventing it from catching on fire, which is important, but you're also growing the peat, which is allowing it to store more carbon. And it's also like a really big bolster against saltwater intrusion, which is a big deal here on the East Coast. Um, and that, you know, has to do with global warming, climate change, all that kind of stuff. So um, there are a bunch of pre-existing canals at Carolina Ranch, and they've actually gone through the process of getting um, the nationwide number 27 permit, which I know that like you're totally stoked about me talking about. Um, but it's the Army Corps of Engineers has a, a, a lot to do with water management. And so when you work on this level, you need to go through several years of a process to get yourself a nationwide number 27 permit, which is saying, hey, you're allowed to do a bunch of water management, which will then allow this giant uh, peat shrubland, uh, shrub peatland, sorry, it's like a Willy Wonka, shrub peatland to come online as a carbon offset project. Um, there's a bunch of other things in there in terms of research uh, in the soil with a bunch of microbial action going on. So you have Duke University working on the land, doing a bunch of research, and they have something called the Eddie Flux Tower, which I think is a great name for a band. But the Eddie Flux Tower is going to measure like how much carbon is being uh, released from the the shrub peatland and how much is being pulled out because a shrub peatland, which is what we have here uh, in North Carolina, actually has like shrubs and forest on top of it. So it's it's pulling carbon out of the atmosphere and putting it in the soil where a lot of like your peat bogs, it uh, is maybe doing it at a little bit less rate. Um, so sort of difference between shrub peatland and uh, regular old peat bogs. Not that they're regular old peat bogs because they're pretty special. So um, I'm really fascinated with this project because it's a gorgeous piece of property. It's wild. You can't be out there by yourself because of the bears and the snakes and the cats and the and the wild critters. Um, and when you're out there and you're walking around on 10 to 20 feet of ancient peat that's alive, that's functioning, that's holding carbon, that has all kinds of fungal properties to it that they don't even know about yet and you're walking and it's like spongy right you're kind of bouncing on it and you're looking at thousands of acres of this and you're realizing that this has power and it has use and it needs to be managed correctly um to me that's like literally the web of life and it's like so inspiring and i'm super psyched about this project and uh i'm hoping that it's going to continue to evolve um i've learned a lot and uh it's how it like helps me with trust in the world, right? The web of life. So that's a lot again, um, but build the web of life, y'all.